It's the Mainly Plants Podcast. My name is Ryan Furman. I'm a uh, certified plant-based nutritionist and personal trainer. The website is mainlyplants.com. Social media at Mainly Plants. Uh, You can do your Amazon shopping through there, which helps me out. You can see a link in the navigation, or you can go to mainlyplants.com slash Amazon. Um, You can also get Mainly Plants exclusive apparel in that same area where it says Shop Mainly Plants. And uh, what else here? You know, I just, uh, I'm still, uh, my mouth's on fire a little bit because I just had this vegan uh, buffalo jackfruit, jackfruit dip that I made last night. And let me tell you something, it is pretty freaking good. Now, usually when you have something vegan, I would say like eight times out of 10, you can still tell that it's not the actual version, or it's not the actual you know, omnivorous food. Like for instance, if you have, you know, a vegan cheeseburger, a lot of the times you can still tell that it's not a cheeseburger. It tastes good, but you're like, ah, it tastes good, but I can still tell. This, I guarantee you, you won't be able to tell the difference. Basically, um, well, if you want the full recipe, you can go to the Mainly Plants Facebook page. It's Facebook slash Mainly Plants, um, and and, uh, follow my page and you can get the recipe there. Or you can go to at Mainly Plants on Instagram, follow me there, and get the recipe uh, in today's post. But essentially, it's a homemade uh, cashew cream-based uh, sort of like ranch-style sauce, shredded jackfruit, which you can buy canned, or you can buy it pre-shredded, but I, I prefer the, the young jackfruit in a can that you shred with your hands. Just make sure you take the uh, hard seed pods out and mix it in, in a bowl with that, that ranch stuff, and then... Um, your favorite buffalo sauce, and then you bake it. And it is outstanding. It's so good, so good. I've been gorging myself on it since last night. Um, but it tastes, it tastes and it looks exactly like just regular shredded chicken buffalo dip. So being that it's football season and all, I, I really encourage you to make it and see if your friends and family can tell the difference. Because I, I would wager a lot of money that they wouldn't be able to tell the difference. It's so good. But, but point being, my mouth's a little uh, a little uh, tingly right now, so if you hear me drinking some water, that's why. Um, there was another point that I wanted to get to, but I don't remember it. Uh, there was a question that I had come in about salad dressings. And I, I do, um, I push eating salads a lot, obviously, but I guess I have made the mistake of not telling you guys about salad dressings. So... What it comes down to is really if you are trying to be oil-free or if you don't mind having some oil. If you, if you don't mind having some oil, there, um, I, what I do typically or what I did before I really cut down on oil, I still eat a little bit of oil, uh, but I've cut down because I'm trying to trim up a bit. But you can do like a little bit of sesame oil or olive oil and then just either some rice vinegar or some apple cider vinegar or some lemon juice, which I kind of prefer the most, and just do that. That way you still get the taste of the vegetables, which is kind of what you want to train your brain to like, but it's not boring. Um, What I also do, uh, Bragg's makes a really good oil-free, I think it's like a sesame, no, that's not a sesame, it's a a vinaigrette, but but it's oilless. It's pretty good. It's not great, but it's good uh, if you don't want to make your own dressing. You can also do uh, an oil-free hummus and lemon juice mixed together, and that's kind of like a, 
it really thins it out so it's, it becomes more of a sauce. You can also mix miso paste, fresh squeezed orange juice, and a dash of sesame oil, or not if you want to leave that out. Mix that together and it's kind of like an Asian style dressing. Or what I have done recently, again, getting back to the cashew cream, is I will make a, a dressing that's kind of a takeoff of cashew cheese. And what I do is I soak cashews in water, usually overnight, toss them in a blender, or in this case my Vitamix, with garlic powder, lemon juice, some nutritional yeast, dill, salt, pepper, and then I'll just add water until I get the thickness that I want and blend it up really well. And that way you kind of have this creamy dressing that's oil-free. And I toss that on my, um, on my dressings. Oh, the other point that I wanted to make. So, I don't know how to, there's no good segue into this. Um, but if you are overweight, if you're fat, and you are unhappy about it, which I'm assuming most people who are overweight are, they wouldn't prefer to be fat, um, or you know, you're overweight and you don't feel good, either mentally or physically, whatever it is, and you want to lose the weight, a hundred, well, okay, I don't want to be bombastic. It's about your diet. You need to change your diet. Okay, there's, there's these people that I hear talking in the gym or have asked me questions, you know, they've contacted me through email or whatever, and they say, you know, I'm working my ass off and I work out so much, but I can't lose the weight. It's great that you're working out, but that's not what it is. You have to change your diet. Um, there's no way around it, okay? You have to change your diet if you want a long-term solution to your weight loss and you want a long-term solution to your health. You have to change your diet and you have to change it to whole food plant-based. The way that I say it is, you know, some people, I talk to some people and they are kind of out of sorts when I tell them that they need to change their diet. And not just change it a little bit, they need to drastically change their diet. And it's scary. It's scary to a lot of people. Most people, in fact. It was scary to me at first. But the way you have to think about it is, you've been treating your body a certain way for a long time. And it's gotten to you to this point, to where you're overweight and you don't feel good and you're unhealthy. Now you have to go hard in the other direction to get it back to where you want it to be. Once it's back to where you want it to be, you can have your cheat meals and stuff. And you can maybe have, if you don't want to be totally whole food plant-based, and you still want to have some meat here and there, which I don't recommend because it's still detrimental to your health, but you have a little more leniency in, in terms of weight, in terms of, not really in terms of health, but, you know, everybody kind of has their, their homeostasis, but you have to go hard the other way. And until you get to the point that you are, or that you want to be at, you have to eat super, super whole food plant-based. And you can't cheat. And you just have to, to, to realize that you're eating for your health now. You're no longer eating for fun. And you're not eating because you, know, you want to go out and have a double bacon cheeseburger. It's not for pleasure anymore at that point. It's 100% for your, for your health. And you have to understand that. And once you get your body to where you want it to be, that's when it can be more enjoyable. And, and over that time period, you'll rewire your brain to where you actually do enjoy eating vegetables and eating whole food plant-based. But you have to understand that at first it's not gonna be fun. And you know, there's a lot of people who, when they're making the shift to whole food plant-based, 
they're trying to look for something that you know what the last few questions like what can I eat that will still taste like this but it's whole food plant-based it's like well you can you can get things that mimic it like jackfruit is a whole is a whole food it's a it's a plant um, and it you could it'll mimic you know shredded pulled pork or shredded chicken you know depending upon what you cook with it is it a hundred and ten percent the same no again if you're making something like that buffalo dip which is not a whole food plant-based meal it's more of a cheat meal yeah it'll taste the same but if you're at the point where you need to get your body back to a healthy state and you're eating jackfruit no it's not gonna the way that you're gonna have to be cooking it it's not gonna taste hundred percent like regular pork but that's not what it's about you need to understand that it's not about that at that point it's not about getting something to taste like what you've been eating that's led your body to be like shit you need to understand that those foods are not good for you so you have to eat foods that are good for you and start to rewire your brain to enjoy those foods and it happens it takes like three months or so of, of being strict before a you'll notice significant results and b you'll notice your palate has changed but we've gotten to this point where we treat food as this this novelty this you know pleasure and yeah it can be that way once you rewire it your brain but it's not what food is for food is to give you health and to give you energy and vitamins and minerals and macronutrients and micronutrients it's there to help you survive so that you can enjoy stuff that fills your day so that you can enjoy going on hikes and you can enjoy you know playing with your grandchildren food is not supposed to be the enjoyment Food is supposed to be there to allow you to enjoy other things. We've gotten away from that. You really need to sit and, and think about your priorities. If you love eating bullshit food so much that you're willing to sacrifice your body, I'm sorry. I feel sorry for you. Because there will come a day where you where you know your friends and your family are gonna go on a hike or wanna go do an activity or walk through a museum and you're not able to do it because you're overweight or you have you know terrible crippling arthritis or you need to be on an oxygen tank tank because you've, you abused your body because it felt good and it tasted good when you were younger you know it all goes back to being healthy in your later years not not having more sick years so I hope I really hope that that I've made an impression on you. I really hope that I've made a dent in in your thinking. And again, if you have somebody who who you are concerned about and you don't want to reach out to them because you're afraid of offending them, pass along my podcast. Just say, "Hey, I thought I think that you might enjoy this," um, and and give them a, and tell them to give them a li- give them a listen. And you can also contact me. I'll be more than happy to contact people for on your behalf at no charge. You know, pass along their information to me. Say, hey, you know, there's this there's this guy Ryan um, who I want you to talk to, and I'll be more than happy to. There's no reason to not, right? It's not like I'm some old school guy who's going to sit there and be boring and lecture you. I'm just going to give you the straight dope. I'm going to tell you like it is and either take it or leave it but at least be informed at least have your loved ones be informed 
Because a lot of people are misinformed and don't know that they're killing themselves. So my whole thing is, I'm going to give you the information. And I'm going to tell you like it is. What you choose to do with it is your choice. But at least, the very least, be informed. <clears throat> okay, so, moving on. This week, we're talking about phytic acid. And I bet you've never heard of it before. And I don't know if you really need to. But there was I had a question about it. What's my take on it? So I figured I'd, uh, I'd share with you. Now, phytic acid is the storage form of phosphorus, and it is often referred to as an anti-nutrient. Now, it's considered this because it binds to minerals in the digestive tract, thus making them less available to our bodies. However, it's those same properties that can also prevent chronic disease. <clears throat> so, what is phytic acid? Seeds such as nuts and you know quinoa and other things like beans and legumes and grains um, all store phosphorus as phytic acid and when phytic acid is bound to a mineral in that seed or legume or bean it's known as phytate okay that's kind of the 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 long and short of it now phytic acid and phytates perform an essential role in plants as they are basically the energy source for a sprouting seed. And when a seed sprouts, phytase, those enzymes, break down the stored phytates. It's a lot of phyte stuffs I'm talking about. And when we eat the plant, phytates are hydrolyzed during digestion. Now, who's eating phytic acid? Well, Anybody who eats plants consumes phytic acid. It's all about how much. <clears throat> now, as you can imagine, intake really tends to be much higher among those who follow other diets than your typical American diet, which is a lot of bullshit. So, it, you know, in developing countries where plants are staple foods, those people are eating more phytic acid. In developed countries, plant-based vegan vegetarian eaters tend to consume more phytic acid than omnivores. Males, interestingly enough, usually consume more phytic acid than females simply because they typically eat more food. Men are typically bigger than women. Don't jump down my throat about any kind of sexist bullshit. It's just nature. Men are typically bigger than women. So men consume more food than women typically. So men typically consume more phytic acid. <clears throat> so what's the problem with phytic acid? The thing is that phytic acid can bind minerals in the gut before they're absorbed and influence digestive enzymes. Okay, so phytates also reduce the digestibility of starches, proteins, and fats. So, for example, vegan eaters and whole food plant-based eaters often consume more iron than omnivores, yet they also consume more quote-unquote anti-nutrients, including phytates and phytic acid. And those phytic acids reduce the amount of iron available to their bodies because they, they inhibit the absorption. However, because, because whole food plant-based people and vegans eat far and away more iron than your typical person who's an omnivore, follows you know, an American diet or eats meat also, we eat a lot more iron. 
So that that lack of absorption or the cut on absorption doesn't really affect us. Does that make sense? It really doesn't. So what I'm getting at is it really doesn't matter. The fact that phytic acid inhibits some absorption of some you know nutrients. If you're eating a whole food plant-based diet, a varied whole food plant-based diet, it doesn't really matter because we consume so much more than our bodies really need that 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 cut in absorption doesn't affect us, typically, okay? Now, there are benefits of phytic acid. Um, It's similar in a lot of ways to a vitamin, and metabolites of phytic acid usually have secondary messenger roles in cells. So some experts suggest that it's the phytic acid in whole grains and beans that lends them to their apparent protective properties against cardiovascular disease, cancer, and diabetes. Now, the supplement uh, industry has caught on to this, and they have started to introduce phytic acid in a lot of their multivitamins and things of that sort. So if you see something that says inositol, hexaphosphate, or IP6, that is a supplemental source of phytic acid. So it, there are good properties to phytic acid. And when it binds minerals in the gut, it prevents the formation of free radicals, thus making it an antioxidant. And not only that, but it seems to bind heavy metals, you know, things like lead and cadmium and aluminum, stuff like that, mercury, um, which helps pr- to prevent the accumulation in the body. So as I mentioned before, one of the disease- diseases that uh, it helps prevent is cancer. Now, foods higher in phytic acids seem to enhance the activity of natural killer cells and inhibit tumor growth. And those who consume more phytic acid are less likely to uh, succumb to breast and prostate cancer. Exposing the colon to less iron seems to decrease the risk of colon cancer, interestingly enough. And phytic acid might reduce the side effects of chemotherapy. Not only that, but phytic acid has shown to help cells that have been ravaged by cancer. So you have these cancerous cells that have been damaged because of cancer. Phytic acid has been shown to help restore that cell to a normal working cell, which is pretty amazing. It also helps with cardiovascular disease. Um, helps prevent the hardening of the arteries and platelet formation, which leads to cardiovascular disease. And with some phytate being excreted in the urine, it has been shown to improve kidney health and prevent kidney stones. Another example of phytic acid's benefits is that it plays a role in pancreatic function and insulin secretion. And it has been shown to reduce the glycemic response from meals, meaning you feel full longer, thus is going to help with insulin resistance. Insulin resistance is typically found in people who are overweight. Uh, It's kind of a pre-pre-diabetic condition. So you have diabetes, you have pre-diabetes, you have insulin resistance. They're all tied together. They're all in a line. Usually get insulin resistance before pre-diabetes, before diabetes. Most people don't even realize they are pre-diabetic, let alone insulin resistant. Um, They just realize that once they have diabetes. If you are overweight, um, you're most likely insulin resistant. And if you have pre-diabetes or diabetes, 
you are definitely insulin resistant because that's what it is. Um, there is a, a syndrome, for lack of a better word, called, I'm going to butcher it, hemochromatosis. Ooh, I think I nailed it. Hemochromatosis, which is when your body is overloaded with iron. And it's a common genetic disorder um, that phytic acid's iron-binding properties can protect against and even reduce. So if you have that, you consume phytic acid, it's going to help reverse it, help reduce it. So really, all in all, is phytic acid worth worrying about? Is it even worth being concerned with? Not really. Not for 99% of the population. Um, there was a study that showed that subjects, subjects consuming a Mediterranean-style diet that included 1,000 to 2,000 milligrams of phytic acid per day did not suffer from reduced mineral bioavailability. At the same time, certain people might have to be more wary. Uh, in particular, iron intake and absorption can be critical for infants nearing six months of age. So when plants are added to infants' diets, it, it might be important to adapt strategies to reduce phytic acid and enhance iron absorption. Okay, now don't get freaked out because there is an, another study also that shows that a whole food plant-based diet, with the exception of mother's milk, is, is, uh, is safe and is beneficial to people of all ages, infants to elderly. So just, you know, you might have to adjust a little bit, but it's perfectly safe. Now, luckily, it's possible to overcome the anti-nutrient effects of phytic acid in our foods while still getting the benefits of a whole food plant-based diet if you're concerned about phytic acid, which, again, you don't really need to be. Um, there are some strategies. Okay, heat. If you are not raw. Heating foods can destroy small amounts, amounts of phytic acid, but you want to be wary because heat can also destroy phytase and vitamin C. Processing. Okay. Milling grains and removing the bran decreases phytic acid. Now, unfortunately, milling also removes many of the chemicals. Removing the bran and then enriching a food with minerals might allow for enhanced nutrient absorption in the body because of the lack of phytic acid, but you're also not getting as many minerals. So it's kind of a wash, right? You know, I'm not big on processed food. I'm not big on, on milling uh, whole grains. I think they should all be whole. So take that with a grain of salt. Soaking. You can soak beans and grains, which can help reduce phytic acid. So like I said before, if you wanna soak some cashews to make a cashew cream, it's going to help reduce the phytic acid. Um, thus, if you're eating a salad and using that as salad dressing, it's kind of a, a perfect salad dressing. However, it's a perfect salad dressing if you're worried about phytic acid. Don't forget that phytic acid has a lot of benefits. Fermentation and bread leavening, which means you're using yeast, can help to break down phytic acid due to the activation of native uh, phytase enzymes which in turn reduces the number of phosphate groups, okay? Um, also, some of the acids produced during fermentation might actually boost absorption of certain minerals. Sprouting and malting enhances native phytase activity in plants 
and thus decreases phytic acid. So when you have like sprouted tofu or sprouted bread, that's what we're talking about here. Uh, vitamin C. Vitamin C appears strong enough to overcome phytic acid. There was a study that showed that adding 50 milligrams of vitamin C counteracted the phytic acid load of a meal. There's another study that showed that 80 milligrams of ascorbic acid, which is vitamin C, counteracted 25 milligrams of uh, phytic acid. Now, protein powders, which go back and listen to um, the podcast, I think it was three episodes ago about supplementation for athletes, where I touched on this. Um, during processing of plant, uh, plant-based protein powders, it's possible to um, de-phytonize um, foods, de-phytonize those plants. Now, also, protein isolates and concentrates can be treated with dialysis or what they call um, ultrafiltration to remove phytic acid. I don't recommend protein powders. You don't need it if you're eating a varied whole food plant-based meal, okay? I don't use protein powder. I'm not small. I'm not weak. I'm not scrawny, okay? Um, let's see here. I think that's it about phytic acid. Uh, I think I hit all the that, points that I wanted to. Again, for a lot of you, you don't need to worry about it. For a lot of you, ignorance was bliss when it came to this because you might be more confused now than you need to be. Um, but I'd like to touch on the questions that I'm asked. It is a whole food plant-based topic. So, you know, why not? If you have any questions, if you have any comments or concerns about phytic acid or about anything else, please, please reach out. A lot of you have been asking great questions lately. <clears throat> even if it doesn't have to do with with whole food plant-based, even, even if it just has to do with the, anything within the vegan realm or... Um, you know, animal rights or working out. I have knowledge and all that. This podcast, I like to stick to whole food plant-based as much as possible, but I'll be happy to answer your questions because the odds are, if you have a question about something, there's somebody out there, there's another listener who has that same question and might, I don't know, for whatever reason, not, not want to ask it or might slip their mind to ask me or whatever it is. So please ask away. Um, that's all for this week. Again, Ryan at MainlyPlants.com for my email, at MainlyPlants for all social media. MainlyPlants.com is the website. And until next week, go eat a salad.